Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by relationship expert and psychic medium, June Edward. June said that she passed over to the other side and came back by choice. And so we're going to be talking to her about that. And she also says that life after life does exist. So we're going to let her tell her story and talk about everything that she's up to. So June, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you for having me. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I was born with a lot of psychic ability when I was a child and was very afraid of it growing up. So I blocked my abilities the best that I could. I passed away when I was 27 as a result of a medical accident and literally came back here by choice. So after studying what they call NDE or near-death experience, I never considered it that because I knew I died. But they call it that because the scientists right now aren't able to quantify it yet. So it's amazing on the other side. It was a tough decision to come back, but I came back for my children. And I'm glad I did. They are, you know, they knew the path that they were going to put me on. And it's been a very interesting ride. <laughs> so I developed the relationship coaching program, the relationship mastery program about four years ago. And my latest book, All's Fair in Love and Karma, is a result of the relationship mastery program that I created. So what I do is I teach people how energy works how the universe works, how it affects their life, how to work with it, how the law of attraction works and how to maintain it, and how to learn the five lessons that our soul is here to learn and how to actually get in touch with your soul. Okay, well, tell us about what it was like when, when you passed away at 27 and uh, how, how did you make the choice to come back? Did somebody say, hey, yes or no, do you want to come back or you want to stay? So, yeah, literally, um, I went to the lowest level of heaven, which is the fifth dimension, and I had a full life review. Apparently, less than 10% of the people that get to that, you know, get to that point when they pass. And my life review was literally everything positive that ever happened in my life. It was the people I loved. It was the uh, things that brought me joy. And I did not turn around, but someone behind me was telling me that it was not my time. I could stay if I wanted to, or I could go back. It was my choice. And the two things that you take with you when you go is knowledge and your feelings. And it was just an immense feeling of love for me on the other side. And if you think about quantum physics and the speed of light, the speed of light is over 300 million miles per second. Our souls are pure energy. So when my soul went into the speed of light, I had a you know very high vibration, and then it came back into my body. So I attribute my ability to be able to connect to the other side so easily with the fact that my vibration has stayed much higher than most people. 
However, I do teach people how the energy works because we're not the suit that you see sitting in front of you. We are the soul that's inside. You cannot destroy energy. You can only create it or change it. So that energetic soul has to go somewhere when the body dies. And it's one of three places, heaven, hell, or purgatory in between to be a ghost. And um, when your soul is way too big for the body that you, that's it's in, so... You have some of it stuffed inside your body, and people talk about seeing an aura, which the part of your soul that's over your body, and then most of your body is in the lowest level of heaven, which is the fifth dimension, and that orchestrates the timing of all the events that happen in your life, because quite honestly, you chose this life, you planned it, and everything happens when it's supposed to. So I teach people how to get in touch with that soul. Everyone's made a decision in their life at some point in time where you just knew there was something that you were supposed to do. You just knew it and you did it and it worked out fine. So we all, for the most part, have a brain in our heads, right? Well, our brain is nothing more than a computer and it's there to help you process the information that you get. But your brain has a very specific purpose. Your brain's purpose is to protect you. How does it do that? It does it by creating fear. So people go around making all their decisions based on fear. And when you do that, it's literally a crapshoot. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but you're always questioning your decision. When you make that decision from that knowing, that's your soul. That decision works out all the time, 100% correct. And that's what I teach people how to do, to make the decision from their soul every single solitary time. And we're also magnets. We're energetic magnets. We're always attracting or repelling at any given time. So when you raise your vibration, you start bringing better things into your life. And when you can maintain that magnetism, that law of attraction, you can actually have the universe bring you anything in the world that you want. It improves your life. It improves um, your relationships with other people. It gets you, it, it, it helps you look at your life and everyone else's life for that matter from a much higher perspective any questions <laughs> yeah abs absolutely you you said that you were born with psychic powers uh how is that possible how do you know that everyone's born with psychic ability and it's a matter of whether or not you choose to pay attention to it and develop it if you look at little children, you know, even a baby in a crib, a lot of times they'll see them reaching out and babbling at someone that's there that no one else can see. Uh, my earliest memory was probably about the age of three. I remember waking up in the morning and hearing someone calling my voice. I ran into my parents' bedroom, assuming it was them, and they were fast asleep. And then I went back into my room and lied back in bed, and I started seeing faces in the room, which scared me. So I pulled the sheet up over my over my head. And when the sun started to come up and the light started to come in the room, I started to see the shadows. It's like they were trying to like look through the sheet to see if I could they could see me. <laughs> it, it was a very scary thing. And then as I got older and I was in school, I used to tell everybody what was going to happen before it happened. And you get labeled a freak very quickly. So I stopped doing that. And then for the most part, I tried to bark, mark, um, block my abilities the best that I could. Um, I remember my parents split when I was around 10. And my job was to do the dishes after dinner every night. And there was a woman who would come and stand there and keep me company and talk to me. I assumed everybody else saw her. 
So I asked my brother, my older brother, one day who she was, and he started laughing at me. And he said, oh, that's the woman that was killed in the house. Her husband killed her. I'm like, oh, my God. It scared me so much. She must have felt the energy, and she never came back again. So I, again, tried to block it as much as I could. But when someone died, they always came to me first, whether it was an acquaintance of the family or somebody that I knew you know, I would get up the next morning and tell them so-and-so died. And they'd be like, oh, no, we just talked to him yesterday. And sure enough, they check it out. And that person had passed away. So I was always very thrilled with it and interested in it. I would go on haunted vacations. and But I had a fear. And you can't do the work that I do if you have fear. You have to have trust. So that's how that developed. Okay. Well, tell us some of the most interesting readings that you have ever done. How interesting readings. Uh, every time I do a reading or anything from the other side, they're always teaching me something. So I have people that used to track me down when I was doing events um, just to get information on murders. <laughs> I'm like, this is not fun. <laughs> not fun for me. Um, but I would, you know, give them the information that I had and they could uh, do what they needed to do with it. And then I would do, um, when I was starting out, I would do group events. If somebody wanted to get a bunch of people together and do group events. And one day I was, there was a, an older woman and she wanted to talk to her sister. So I had her call her sister and I started describing her sister and then within a minute or two, I started picking up other things and describing that. And she's like, oh, no, that's my other sister. And then that changed again. And I was getting different information. I'm giving that information. She goes, oh, no, that's my other sister. And now that was getting very confused. Why am I getting all this information? And it's three different people. And there's only one person standing in front of me, one soul from the other side that I could see. And all of a sudden, they were standing in a line, one in back of the other. They all jumped out like a big surprise. <laughs> so that was a little bit crazy. Um, but I, there's always things are always different when I do a reading. I never know what's going to happen on a reading. And it's, uh, you know, I did a large group event. I can only get what I give. And sometimes they're very chatty and talkative to the point that I just let them talk through me because it's faster than I can repeat. And other times it's like a charade game. So I was doing a very large group event one time, two or 300 people. And there was somebody in the front row that wanted to talk to his wife who had passed away. So I had him call her. And all I was seeing was someone holding up what looked to me like a prom dress. And that's what I'm hearing, prom dress. And so I'm, I'm saying to myself, well, they're going to think I'm crazy, but this is all I've got. And so I said to him, I said, listen, this is this is what they're showing me. They're showing me what looks like a prom dress. And he started bawling his eyes out. He said, yeah, that's my wife. He said that was her favorite saying. Every time she left the house, I'm off like a prom dress. <laughs> Very comical. So I never know what's going to come through uh, when someone wants to talk to somebody. Okay, so... You also say that ghosts are real. So tell us why you feel that way. I see them. <laughs> it's not just a feeling. I see them. So there are many souls that pass away that don't go into the light for many different reasons. Sometimes they're just comfortable here. 
Sometimes they're afraid to go in the light. Sometimes they don't know to go in the light. I did a house clearing once uh, for a woman who kept seeing a little girl about the age of eight at the bottom of her stairs and kept calling her mommy and it was kind of freaking her out. So I went to the house. She had a lot of other activity there as well. And I found the little girl in the front yard. Apparently she had died on the property back in the 1800s from either yellow fever or typhoid fever. And her family owned a farm there at the time. And the cousins had houses that were being built on the property. They would give them out an acre property and give them land. And it's since been developed into single family houses. So she was actually going from house to house to house, haunting all of them, looking for her mother. And um, I was able to call her mother from the other side, and she went into the light with her. But they wander around. If you could see an episode of The Walking Dead, that's kind of what it looks like. There's millions of them walking around, and they congregate because, again, everything's energy. And if they find a place that they like that's safe, other, other ghosts will go with them. So, for instance, I did a, a house clearing in Connecticut once. There was a, a demon that was there attacking a child. And the entire basement was full of Irish immigrants. And they were afraid to go in the light for whatever reason at the time. And that had been a safe place. So they all kind of gathered there. And the demon that had been in the house was really literally feeding off of their energy. So I moved them all into the light. Um, same thing with different places. They'll wander into your house. If they're lower vibrational ghosts that are stuck here, they can't move any faster than the people. So they will get in your car to go for a ride. I tell everybody to make sure you've got something in your car. I have a rosary that's hanging from my rearview mirror that was from Jerusalem that's been blessed. So nothing gets into your car. I've, I've had them in my car before. <laughs> it's not fun. Um, and I tell everybody the same thing with their home. Make sure that you have all the rooms in your home have some religious artifact in every one of them. That way, when they come in, they're more likely to leave if they're if they're not um, good ghosts. You know, if they're looking, if they're demonic and they're looking for a soul, uh, spirits, alcohol used to be called spirits for a reason. It lowers your vibration and allows the spirit to attach to you. So sometimes people bring them home into their house. You have to uh, cleanse your house every now and then. You have to be careful that you're not bringing them home. Um, I believe everyone should also wear some type of a necklace or something that's visible that they can look at you and see that you have uh, a belief in a higher power. They're more apt to go to the next person if that's the case because they don't want to put up the, they don't feel like putting a fight up with you to attach to you or try to take you over. Um, so, yeah, they're all over the place. Tell us about any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about. Right now I'm promoting my book, uh, which is All Spare Fair and Love and Karma, which teaches our five soul lessons, which everyone is here to learn. And when I started the Relationship Mastery Program, I geared it specifically towards people that were separated or going through a divorce. And, by put, and I only work with one person because it only takes one person to make or break a situation. For every action, there's an equal or greater reaction. And I teach how energy works. I teach how to get in touch with your soul. I teach the law of attraction. 
And when you understand how everything works and you change the way you do things, everything in your life changes. The success rate of the program is just astronomical. But I learned that everyone going through the program was working on one or more of five, of the five same lessons. So the, the first lesson is self-worth. And it's understanding that you're the only one of you in this entire world. How special is that? How special are you? You obviously are needed here to be the only one that's here. And it's not selfish and it's not narcissistic to put yourself first. It's where everything else comes from. If you can't take care of yourself, you're not going to be here to take care of anyone else, are you? So that's, you know, it's understanding. It's not value because value is what other people place on you. It's understanding your self-worth. And this next lesson is trust and communication. You have to be able to communicate to other people your wants and your needs. They don't know just by osmosis. And you have to trust them enough to communicate to them. You also have to trust that there is a higher power, that nothing is an accident, and that there's nothing happening to you. It's all happening for you, for your highest and best. And when you can understand that, you can really look at things from a much higher perspective and understand why things are happening. And sex is just another form of communication. If you can't communicate outside the bedroom, you're never going to be able to communicate inside the bedroom. Then you have unconditional love. Unconditional love is not saying, oh, I'm going to stay in this marriage where he beats me every day because I love him unconditionally. That's not what it is. It's saying, look, I love you. I care about you. I want the best for you. This is not working. We are not bringing each other joy. It's time to go our separate ways. And that also brings in the lesson of self-worth again. So each lesson will keep reinforcing the next lesson so you understand them. They're all intertwined. Let's say you had a child that you love very dearly and they did something horrific like murdering a neighbor in rage. They go to prison for the rest of their life. You don't like what the child did, but you're still going to unconditionally love that child, hopefully. Then you have money and balance. So we live in the 3D world here, and in this world, we use money to show whether or not your life is out of balance. Everything in the universe has to stay in balance, and money is energy. That's why it's called currency. So if all you do is work all day long to earn more money, then your life's going to be out of balance. You won't have any time to spend with your friends or your family. You won't have any time to, you know, to enjoy your own hobbies. And then if all you do is hoard your money, then you don't value yourself enough to even spend the fruits of your labor on yourself. Then your self-worth is going to kick back in again. Everything in life has to be an even exchange of energy. This is why you walk into a grocery store and you don't plop down a million dollars yet to buy a bunch of bananas. It's an even exchange of energy. Money is the energy that you're exchanging for that food. So, and, and quite honestly, people that get things for free, to them, they don't value it because there was no even exchange there. They think it has no value. So this is the reason that we have that happening. Everything has to stay in balance. And then you have um, our last lesson, which is patience. And we live in a society right now where everyone wants instant gratification. They want it now. They want it yesterday. They want Uber Eats to deliver. And it does not work that way. Things come to you at the time that they're supposed to come. You plan this life. 
be kind of foolish if every little five-year-old girl that wanted to get married and play dress up had, you know, and wanted to play with her baby dolls, had real babies to live in, right? Be kind of stupid. So it all happens when it's supposed to. And this now reinforces that trust and communication. When you communicate to the universe what your wants are, you have to trust that they're already working on it on the back end and they will bring you and deliver to you everything that you've ever asked for. If you if you trust that and you know that and you wait for it, it will happen. Sometimes you don't have to wait very long. Sometimes you have to wait a little longer. It really depends on the timing for everything, the timing that you chose. And that's how it works. Well, throw out your contact information so people can get your book and keep up with everything that you're up to. Sure. They can reach me on my website, juneedward.com. There are videos that they can watch. There is a free webinar that they can take. You can sign up for the webinar and that uh, will introduce you to energy and see if you're interested in learning more. There are services that you can book. I do readings. I do astrological numerological readings called the destiny cards. Um, I do all kinds of different things. There are links to all of my books on the front page of my website. My first book, A Night on the Other Side, will teach you how to do mediumship and psychic development. It has everything in that book that I used to teach. It'll teach you how to properly cleanse your house. Um, there's lots of very interesting things in the book. It's more of a handbook. And then my autobiography is there as well, uh, Dancing with the Universe, The Making of a Medium. And I have a journal. It's called the Destiny Card Journal on there as well. And uh, you can read about the Destiny Cards, how they are astro astrology and numerology combined. They're extremely accurate. And the journal is for people to write their new moon intentions in and anything else that they'd like to write in there. It's a full one-year journal. All right. Close us out with some final thoughts. Maybe if there was something I forgot to touch on that you would like to talk about it, just any final thoughts you have for the listeners. So I'll give them two quick thoughts. First one is... Um, even though, you know, even if it wasn't the holiday season, be kind. It doesn't cost anything to be kind to someone else. We're all here for each other. People kind of forget that on this journey. And the second little tidbit I can give everybody is try not to ask too many questions because those trigger people and you don't realize it until you stop doing it. Even if it's your spouse and you walk in the house and you ask, how was your day today? If they were having a bad day, they're just going to go off on you. <laughs> if you instead just make it a statement and say, I hope you had a good day today. Now they have to think about it for a second and they're not going to be so defensive or attacking of you. Um, and it just changed the dynamic of all your relationships a little bit. And we're in relationship with everybody. You're in relationship with your boss, your children, the person at the grocery store and how you word things makes a difference. All right, ladies and gentlemen, check out JuneEdward.com if you're interested in participating in energy and knowing how it works. Follow, rate, review, share this episode to anybody, everybody who's interested in energy. If you have any guest or suggestion topics, see Jackson102 at Cox.net is the place to send them. As always, thank you for listening. And June, thank you so much for joining, joining me. Thank you. Have a great for more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.